You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurignited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast that just skips past all that BS, all that hype, and gives you guys real actionable tips and strategies from real digital entrepreneurs that are actually using this stuff uh, to help you grow your business on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and uh, today we're going to be uh, we're gonna be diving deep into podcasting, and our guest today is, he's a longtime uh, digital entrepreneur. Uh, he's built numerous successful online businesses, selling digital products, followed by a, a move into the Amazon physical products world uh, where he's crushing it as well. And uh, although I'd love to uh, dig into both those topics, uh, today we're actually going to focus in on the podcasting because he's had some pretty outstanding results uh, since the launch of his podcast 18 months ago. Now his podcast is called The Amazing Seller and to date he has had over five million downloads, which is really an incredible feat when you consider, I think the mean average for podcast episode downloads hosted by Libsyn right now, I think it's around 2000. The average for the first 30 days is like 150 downloads. So to to surpass 5 million, I've got some respect for this guy. So he's crushed the averages. And uh, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Scott Volker to the show. Scott, thank you so much for being here. Well, Derek, I want to thank you. That was an amazing um, intro, and uh, you did that seamlessly. So you've done a few of these yourself. Yeah, I've, been, I've been around the block. I've been around the block. But <laughs> nice job, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, now, before we get started, um, can you just take a second to expand on my introduction? I mean, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Uh, you came into the digital space. That segued into the physical space. Now you're, you know, you're here today uh, on my podcast being interviewed about podcasts. Walk me through your journey. How did you get started? Give us the Coles notes here. What are your businesses? How did they expand? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny because, I mean, I'm learning as I go through this process, and I think anyone that's getting started or even that's in business, I mean, you have to, I think you have to expect that there's going to be changes and there's going to be times that you're going to pivot. Um, I'm a I'm a big take action guy. I say that on my podcast. It's kind of like our saying on there. It goes uh, hand in hand with, with what I really believe in because, uh, you know, I've found that as I've moved through different businesses or just different opportunities that I play around with, it always opens up other doors and uh, and makes me aware of of things that I I normally wouldn't have been aware of. So um, I'm I'm a really uh, a basic guy as far as like what I what I really need. Uh, what I really need and want is freedom and lifestyle. Um, and going back, I guess now I'm 44 years old. So I've I've uh, you know I've uh, been married now for 22 plus years. I've got three beautiful children, um, and they range in ages. And you and I were talking in the pre-interview a little bit. You know, from uh, eight years old. Uh, to an 18 year old, to a 21 year old. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of all over the map there with, with the kids thing. But, uh, I realized really, really soon, um, as I got out of high school, I didn't go to college. Um, I, I was kind of brought into my father's business, which was in construction. And I learned the business of like brick and mortar and kind of like a lot of hard work too. I mean, the labor, uh, you know, intensive. Um, but I learned a lot about business and I also learned that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, and I, I, I think from that point, it really made me realize that when I had kids, especially that I, I wasn't home as much as I wanted to, I was working 60 plus hours a week. And, um, the problem with that though, is that I felt like 
that's all I knew and that's all I could do. And I wasn't smart enough because I didn't have a college degree that I couldn't really get into a good job or something that I could do that I wasn't you know, doing something manually. Um, but to kind of fast forward a little bit in that my wife and I sat down one day as I, as I had my, you know, my new child that was in, in you know, brought into the world in like two years after she was born. And we said, you know, there's gotta be something different. And we started talking about opening up our own part-time photography business. And we knew nothing about photography, <laughs> uh, nothing at all. And, uh, but I figured, you know, I can probably figure this thing out. So, um, my wife was really good with a camera. She always got compliments on her pictures, even just with a, a throwaway camera. She just had a good eye for it, enjoyed it. And after we started bringing our, our little one to, to get pictures, we're like, we can do a better job, like just customer service wise, but then also just pictures wise. And uh, we seen that there was a really big market there and we were into that market. So we said, what the heck, let's give it a shot. So we did. I spent about $2,000 back then on camera stuff. They didn't have any digital stuff out back then. It was all 35 millimeter. And uh, we learned it. We learned it by going into uh, bookstores and buying, you know, lighting books and photography books. And we self-taught ourselves. Fast forward, we built that into a six-figure business in about three years, um, left my job after 18 months of starting that business, um, which was very scary because we only had about a $10,000 uh, savings uh, at that time, and uh, having a family and a house and all that stuff was pretty scary, but I always knew I could fall back on my construction stuff. But then to fast forward into that, we started hearing about this online kind of business stuff. And as we kind of evolved, I started to see that, you know, maybe I could sell some of my information or some of our templates that we were using within Photoshop on, on eBay. And, um, I made my first sale there and then the rest is history as far as like selling products online, because that just opened my eyes to a whole nother world and then started doing a little bit of digital products, uh, teaching people about Photoshop and editing and how to start their own business from scratch, even if you've never went to school for it. And uh, now into this Amazon space and now the podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much my my journey. Wow. Okay. And and so in the Amazon space, I mean, yeah. what uh, what led you down that path to into the whole Amazon world? Opportunity. Yeah. I, I, as an entrepreneur, you know, you know this, right? I mean, we're, our hardest thing is, is, is uh, you know, turning down different opportunities that we see yeah. um, because we, you know, once you kind of understand marketing and once you understand business, it's very easy to sniff out opportunity and see where your skill set can come into play. So true. So I seen that, you know, some people were doing really well with just starting to sell on Amazon without having the background that I had. And I'm like, Hmm, if I can kind of get in there and then tweak things and then maybe make my own, you know, uh, you know, or take my own information that I've kind of learned through the years, I could probably out market, um, or just at least do a better job. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I, I, again, I seen revenue, I seen like, I seen like an opportunity to have another revenue stream. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're always looking for how to diversify or well, at least we should be, um, because you shouldn't be dependent on like one revenue stream. And, um, you know, I was already selling a few things on eBay. I say a few things like what we did is it's funny, a funny story here. Um, you know, I'm into guitar. I play guitar. I was in a band when I was in high school, the whole thing, you know, heavy metal, all that stuff. Right. I had the long hair, the whole thing. I wanted to be a rock star. So uh, I, uh, I, you know, there's a, a program called GarageBand um, that goes that comes on your, your Mac. And um, this is going probably back seven, seven years ago. And, uh, you know, I noticed that they have these things they call loops, which you can buy or you can make yourself. And what all it is, is it's just like a little snippet of of music and it, it just keeps looping. That's why it's called a loop. And a lot of the rappers and a lot of the uh, hip hop type stuff uses loops. That's kind of how they, how they make their music a lot of times. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. You know? So I was playing around having fun and I'm like, I wonder if you could like 
like like sell like ex- expansion packs or something. Mm-hmm. So I sat down one day and I made like a thousand loops and I put them up on eBay. And this is when eBay was would allow you to do downloads. Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and I made a thousand of them. I put them up there. No CD, nothing, no no DVDs back then uh, at this point. And uh, or as far as like that you were delivering. And I was selling them for like twenty five bucks. And I was selling like four or five a day. And it was insane. I'm like, holy crap, like this is pretty cool. So then eBay made a change again, going back into change. They made a big change where they said, we're no longer going to let you just sell digital Mm -hmm. uh, products there because people were spamming it. Now they were doing like one cent books and they were, uh, you know, again, the marketers ruin it for a lot of people. (laughs) We totally totally wreck everything I get. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like things were going really good guys. Oh, I know. Totally. It It was such a sad day when they passed that policy. Yeah. So, you know, I went ahead and I said, okay, now how am I going to get around this? I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my CDs out to people. So I'll physically mail them. It's a little bit of a pain in the butt, but I'll, I'll do it. And I did it. And again, I continued to sell them. And then I'm like, maybe there's other things that we could do. And then we were into, into, uh, uh, you know, Photoshop and stuff and teaching that stuff. I'm like, I've got templates for uh, weddings, uh, you know, like cards and all that kind of stuff. So I said, let me see if I can do that. And I did that and we were selling them for 24.95. And then I built that into a membership site. And so that's just kind of how it led me to that. But Amazon was just another thing that I seen that was an opportunity. And I started hearing people do this retail arbitrage thing where people would buy like a product at a discount and then they would sell it for full price on Amazon. I'm like, okay, let me try that. I tried it. I didn't like that because it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and started hearing about this private label thing. And and that's where I really started to get interested because it was very similar to digital mm-hmm. where I could find a product that I could market and sell on an ongoing basis. And all I had to do is just replenish the inventory. Um, and now Amazon has this thing called FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon, where they'll do all of the heavy lifting. They'll do all the fulfillment it for you. They'll do all the, the refunds, all that stuff. So that's what got me interested in it. And, um, and I started doing it and I, I started making some money at it. And then I said, you know, maybe I could, you know, start helping some other people with this and just kind of document my story. Um, I follow, I follow Pat Flynn. I don't know if you, if you, yep. uh, follow Pat Flynn at all. Yep. I follow him and I seen what he was doing. I'm like, he's just really like just taking people through his story and, you know, he built an audience and he wasn't really sure how he was going to monetize that audience, but he did it and he was helping people. And that's pretty cool. So I said, let me just give that a shot started podcasting about it and the thing just blew up. Interesting. So that's kind of where I'm at with the podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. And you know, for, for everybody listening, you know, one of the things I point out, I want to point out there, uh, which you said, Scott, which I think is, is really valuable is right now, if you've never kind of run a business or been an entrepreneur and you don't have those skill sets to identify ideas, it can feel like there's no business ideas out there. Right. And, and once you, but once you start to gain those skills, once you've tried a few things, even if they didn't work, you're going to yep, build yep. skills. And through those, th- th- that knowledge, all of a sudden, these opportunities start to crystallize around you. And you're like, oh my God, there's an opportunity here. Oh, there's an opportunity there. And, and, and you, you learn to think in a new way. And I loved, uh, you know, the story you told there, because I mean, you just happened upon ideas that, you know, uh, pro- probably, you know, how many people a day use GarageBand, right? Oh, yeah. How many musicians huh. a day use GarageBand? But not one yeah. of them actually thought, hey, wait a sec. Yeah. There's a business here. And had yep. you not had any of your past experiences or taken action or had some of the, you know, some of the, even the failures in the past, you would have yep. never seen that. Yep. Which is, which is so key. So for, for everybody who's listening, waiting for the perfect idea to just um, appear in front of you, just pick an idea 
and get off your ass and do something about it yep, yep. and start learning and everything. Learn. Yeah, totally. starts to crystallize. And I think that's a, I, I mean, you're, you're just like that, that perfect example of action creates opportunity. And totally. You know, and it's like, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, you know, you may do something like today. We talk a lot about Amazon because that's what people kind of know me for in this space. Um, but, you know, again, I offer a lot more than that, but it's, it's the way that I've gotten the attention, which is fine. But I always tell people like, listen, even if this doesn't work for you, you're building an asset in, in you having the skill set to take that to something else. Or maybe you learn something here, you try a product, that product doesn't even succeed to where you thought it would, but you learned the process on how to launch a product. And then you're at a party and someone says, you know, I got this uh, this product that I'm selling locally at the you know a gift shop and this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, well, wait a minute here. That, I didn't have a good product, but that's a damn good product. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can help this person launch that product and take a portion of the of the profit because they don't know anything about selling on Amazon. So you've got a skill set you didn't even realize you had, but the opportunity was there because you were at the party. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just – it's insane. You know what I mean? Like how that stuff works. Well, it is. And then you go from, you know, it's a, it's a funny transition that every entrepreneur can relate to is, is you start off going, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do for business. I have no ideas. And then, then yeah. once you get to this point of proficiency, you're like, crap, I got to stay focused. I have too many yes. ideas. Right. And it's the entrepreneur, yeah. entrepreneurial curse of chasing totally after is. every idea that comes our way. Right. So that is a challenge. Yeah. That's a challenge. Totally. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure like even with yourself, it's like once you're in the public eye now, you'll get people that are going to be pitching new ideas to you every single day. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like you, you have to say no to a lot of it. And a lot of times it's people you might not even want to work with, but the opportunities start to come. But like you said, even if you're not in the public eye, you're going to start to look at things and listen to things differently. Yes. You know, like whether you're at a party, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're in the bank, you see opportunities as, you know, or you, you see people talking about something that might create an opportunity for you, whether it's with that person or not, you may go back to the drawing board and go, wait a minute, I got something here. There's an issue here that people keep talking about. I keep hearing about it. Mm -hmm. And then you look into it. But then there's these vehicles that we can actually use to get that out there, whether it's Amazon, whether it's eBay, whether it's Etsy, whether it's uh, your own website, whether it's a podcast, you know, whatever is uh, that thing you can then adapt it to that that channel. Well, and that's what's so cool about today. I mean, let's 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 think back. God, let's let's rewind 20 years ago. I mean, if I had an idea 20 years ago to take an idea and create a business around it, would I mean the, the amount of money you'd have to invest in mm. in, in well, I'm, God, I, I don't even remember what business looked like back then, to be totally honest. I mean, it was just, it would be so much money. harder. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. we have all these channels we can just plug into. I mean, even, okay, so let's go back then. You would have to create the product. You would have had to, let's say you want to go to traditional retail. You would have had to get it into the big super, into the big department stores and go yep. through all their channels and jump through all those hoops. And, and I mean, now God, you can sit at home and, and, you know, it's like, it's the perfect world for introverts and people who don't want you know, don't want a job because we can yeah. create these incredible things. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was just going to end there and just say like, when, when people say like right now, like it's hard to get started. Like I still get people that say like, Scott, you know, it's, it's, it's just so hard now to get started even <laughs> on Amazon. And I'm like, you're missing the big picture. Right. It's not just that. Like we talk about like private labeling, like that's what we talk about, like like taking your own product or taking a product that's generic and making it your own and branding it. That's what we talk about. Yeah. That can be done in any market. It doesn't have to be just Amazon. But so many people get so close minded yeah. because they think it has to be like set in stone that it has to be that way. Yeah. And it really doesn't, yeah. you know?
And, and, you know, it's funny because people like to, to reminisce and, you know, the, the, the good old days. Right. And I, you know, I have people say to me, well, when you started online, you know, it was, it was the, you know, it was in the nineties, you know, there was tons of untapped niche markets. There was, you know, (laughs) there was hardly any competition. I'm like, yeah, well, a, the, the audience was measured in the millions, not the billions. And Mm. B, it was freaking tough. To, yeah. I mean, setting up a web, taking payment online, yeah, doing a, a membership site. Oh, I, I, there wasn't even a word for membership site, right? Like, you know, it was just a, it was a whole different time and place. So, really, um, really. Nice. So, okay, so now let's shift gears. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about podcasting, and uh, you know, I guess let's start at the beginning. You you've had a history of businesses where you're selling products, which mm-hmm. you know very measurable returns for the effort you put in, right? You list on sure. Amazon, it sells. Like, it's very measurable. Podcasting is a little bit of a different beast, right? So what yep. was your business case or reason for starting a podcast? Okay, so and this is a great question. Now, I just want people to understand this too because we, we always talk about like the wins. We don't talk about the losses. I tried starting two other podcasts, okay? Um, and I recorded 25 episodes on each. And I gave myself that runway that I, you know, because I – you know, again, you guys heard a little bit about me saying like I wanted to be a rock star, right? That means I yeah. kind of don't mind being in front of a mic, right? So it's okay. You know, I, I like that. It's like I like to be able to get out there and either entertain or get out there and help. That's just me in general. So I'm like, okay, podcasting is a great vehicle for me. I don't like writing. I love talking and I love to record something and, and get it back out there. So I thought to myself, okay, these two things didn't work. Why didn't they work? One of them was in um, like a health and fitness type thing because I was really big into into my health and fitness. Well, I still am, but I was in more almost like bodybuilding in a sense, but I'm not anymore. But I'm kind of find that balance. But I was really into it. So I'm like, I'm sure other people would want this, but it was too broad. So I started finding out that the, the broad topics didn't really do as well as if I really narrowed it down. So then I started talking a little bit just about marketing in general. Again, too generalized. Didn't do that well. Okay. Like you were saying in the beginning, like hundred, hundred downloads, 150 downloads, you know, that was great. You know, that was it. And then I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and just not even really have much of a plan other than if I can get out there and help people and reach these people and truly like give them value. Okay. In a specific niche or niche, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, <laughs> so you know, that's another thing, right? So, uh, so, you know, if I can do that, Okay. Number one, I'm going to learn through this process because I'm going to be able to kind of be held accountable. I'm going to also want to expand my learning in this topic. And the topic at the time and still is, is, is Amazon and, and not just Amazon, it's just e-commerce. So how to really get product to market? Like that was my thing. So I'm like, I'm just going to lead people through the process. And when I do that, I'm going to learn, I'm going to be able to reach people. I'm going to be able to network with people and that'll expand my network. And then at that point in time, I'll decide how could I possibly monetize this? Like right. it, it, to me, there was not even a plan. I wasn't like, I'm going to start this thing. And then the next phase is going to be this. And the next phase is going to be this. I was like, let me just get an audience that really wants to listen to what I have to say and also network with other people. Like that was my, that was my plan. Mm-hmm. And again, to let people know, you know, you're always going to have doubts, right? Because I did this two other times. It didn't work out for me, right? I had other successes and other things, but this year I said, I want to try it because I really would love to just be able to almost get paid in a sense to talk about something I love and help people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember my, my wife, um, 
who's awesome, by the way, because again, she's been with me for 22 years. She's got to be awesome (laughs) for an entrepreneur. That's just always, you know what I mean? So she says, you know, go for it. You know? And I said, yeah, but I did this over here and didn't really, you know, didn't really take off and this and the other thing I said, but I really love talking about this. And I think that I could really help people. And I think it's just be nice to kind of share what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not an expert or anything, but I'm just going to kind of lead people through. And I'm kind of looking at Pat Flynn and I'm like, you know, that's all he really did. You know I mean? He built a niche site and that's kind of what he did. He just led people through that process. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I just kept going back for it. She goes, just do it. You know, like, what do you have to lose? Like, just, yeah. just commit to like 25 episodes and see what happens. So I was involved in a little Facebook group, had about maybe 10,000 members in it at the time. And I was very active in there and I was just helping people. And then I just literally asked if anyone would listen to a podcast if I created it. And I had about a hundred people say yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I recorded like four or five episodes and then I went live on iTunes. I didn't follow any like any plan as far as how to get into new and, you know, uh, and uh, noteworthy. I didn't follow any of the launch strategies, although I probably should have, um, <laughs> but I didn't. I just said, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I'm going to have three in the bank so people have something to listen to and we'll see what happens. And I'll let people know in that Facebook group. And that's all I did. That's wow. literally all I did. And, um, I've never ran an ad to get people to listen to the podcast. Not one. Um, I've, re- I've ran ads to other things, which we can talk about in a little bit if you want to, but, um, I have never run any to the podcast to say, Hey, um, I just published a, a podcast, go listen to it, um, on this topic. I've never done that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so now I just want to pause for a second and, and just go back to something with the listeners here, because, um, you are such a, uh, you're like the, the, the poster entrepreneur for, you know, you don't fail. Um, you're not afraid to try stuff and, mm-hmm. and it's not a failure. It's a lesson and you move totally. forward. And, and that's, that's, uh, you know, the reason I want to come back to this, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people that are getting started and stuff is, is, and I hear this a lot with entrepreneurs is, well, what if it doesn't work? Right. Yeah. And, yep. and you're like, well, yeah, what if it doesn't work? You're going to learn a lot along the way and then you'll apply what you learn to something else. And, yep. uh, and I mean, I love the fact that, you know, you didn't just start one podcast and hit a home run. You know, you had a few, a few, uh, a few in the cemetery behind you along the way. Yep. And, yep. uh, but I mean, you know, I don't ever, all I hear from you in your language is, you know, I did it. I learned, I did it. I learned, I did it. I learned. And then, then I, you know, learned from my mistakes and now I'm a success. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is, which is freaking awesome. Um, all right. So, okay. So I was going to ask you about, you know, h- how you launched your podcast and you, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking, Hey, he's going to give me some, you know, secret formula <laughs> and you just totally pulled the rug out from under me. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, you know what though, Derek, I, I, I can elaborate on, on a little bit more there because okay. there are some things that I took from my, from my previous knowledge. Let's, let's tie this back in now so people can understand how I applied my lessons learned from before. Okay. okay. And the things that I learned to help me grow it to where it is today. All right. So here's the deal. I really knew that once I had momentum that I, I definitely need to start building an email list period. Yeah. Like I knew that from my photography business. I knew it from my father's brick and mortar business when I was, you know, 23 years old swinging a hammer. Like I knew the importance of that all the way back then. And as I started getting more on the online space, I even knew it even more because I, even though there's people on these social platforms, I still want to have a place where I can communicate with them directly. So immediately, you know, I set up a blog and I, I, you know, my, my blog right now is really just 
all of my podcasts transcribed and, and put up in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a place there where you can join the newsletter or not even a newsletter. I call mine kind of like updates and the insider scoop or whatever. Um, and then I've got a few places for some resources, right? But I'm building that email list and I knew that right from the beginning that I really needed to do that. I also knew that community was going to be a big uh, part of this. So I knew that I wanted to create something. Now, forums were kind of, eh, you know, yes, they're still out there, but Facebook is where everybody is. So let's build a Facebook group. We built that group from scratch. And I did this, I think it was four months after I started the podcast. I probably should have started it a little bit sooner. Um, but we're up over, I think, 37,000 people in that group right now wow. um, actively. And it's a very active group. Um, but again, I wouldn't have done those things if I had not done the things before I wouldn't have known what to do to really make sure that I was able to build something that was going to turn into something great. Um, and that's really what I think that people need to understand is that yes, if I didn't have those experiences, but you know, I'm sharing this with you, Derek has shared what he shared with you. You need to understand that we've been there. We've done that. So learn from that as you go. If you're going to start a podcast, understand that, you know, maybe you give yourself a little bit of a test run, uh, you know, and you give yourself and you commit to that, that amount of time and that many downloads. And then you might give yourself like, if I don't hit like a thousand downloads after the 25th one, then, then, okay, then I'm going to reevaluate and say, ah, eh, what's going on here? Or if I have more than a thousand, then we can see what we can do. And then you start to implement these different pieces into the mix. Um, and that's really, I think moving forward for anyone is a great lesson is to understand that I took the, the skills and the things that I learned from those past things. And I brought it into the podcast. And that's why I do think that I w- I've been able to really ramp it up and build such a thriving community. Yeah. And, and I mean, the thing with podcasting too, is if you start one and it doesn't work, well, I, I mean, you've, you've got the equipment starting another one. It costs yeah. nothing. Right. So, right. um, so yeah, it's, e- it's easy to yeah. pivot. Very easy. Yeah. So, very, very easy to pivot. So, okay. So let, let's, uh, let's dig into a little bit of the, uh, sort of the, I don't know, the metrics of your show, if you will, in the sense sure. of, of, um, Let's talk about uh, frequency and episode length. So, yep. you know, I, I looked at your your podcast, and I mean, you publish a lot, and and your average episode length sitting between thirty to sixty minutes. So they're not short either. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what's your philosophy reasoning behind that? Well, number one, I wish I had a formula. Yeah, which I don't. Okay, <laughs> you know, because I'm sure people want to say like, you know, if you go over that twenty eight minute mark, you're going to get a better rank or you know, yeah. any of that stuff. I know we always want we want we want tactics, right? Totally. Um, there really is no no um, formula other than um, I really wanted to do a three um, uh, a three show per week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to publish. And at first I didn't really think of that. I honestly, I just thought I was, I'm just publishing, publishing more frequently to give people more of what they wanted. And then I can maybe get out there so they won't forget about me. So I was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that seems cool. Yeah. Okay. I'll commit to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I committed to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I have not missed an episode. We're at like 270 something now. Um, and, uh, you know, every single episode is like you said, between 30 and 60. Now I don't have a hard number there. I don't say I need to make this a 30 minute episode. Mm -hmm. 
if it goes 22, it goes 22. If it goes 35, it goes 35. There's no, there's no thing there. Cause I believe that the value that I'm putting on that, that, uh, show, if people can only listen for 20 minutes on the way to work, they're going to listen to the rest of it on the way home. Yeah. Right. Or they're going to sneak in at lunch and listen. Cause it was so damn good. Right. Um, so I know that some people said, yeah, you should really make it between 25, you know, 20, 25, because that's the average time it is to go to work. Like, I don't think about it that much. I just think about the value that I can add to that. So to me, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then I'm like, okay, holy crap. How am I going to have new stuff to constantly talk about? Like, that's the big fear that a lot of people have. Once you build these communities, once you build an email list, it's very easy because now you just listen to what people are talking about, or you mm -hmm. share something that happened inside of your community. And then it becomes easy. The other thing that I've found is I do on Fridays something I call Ask Scott. And I kind of stole that from Pat Flynn, which I told him. And I said, uh, hey, just want to let you know I'm kind of copying that a little bit. And he said, hey, go for it. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's it's something that is scheduled. I know what Friday is. Friday is an Ask Scott session. And that pretty much is um, going to be three to four questions um, asked by my audience. Again, mm -hmm. I pulled this from Pat. Pat has something, another podcast he calls Ask Pat, and that's all it is, right? And what it is is people uh, send in their voicemails. So I listen to voicemails that come in, and I will answer three to four questions. The other cool thing about this is it allows me to connect with my audience, and then there my audience hears their voice on my podcast, and then the audience hears people talking about me too, which is also, if you've ever been in the marketing world for any, any amount of time, social proof is great, right? We've got people now that are saying like, hey, Scott, the podcast is awesome. This is so great. You've helped me so much, and oh, by the way, here's my question. Um, what better way than for me to say that someone said that, right? It's yeah. better to hear it in their own voice. So Fridays for me are, in the ASCOT is really about me sitting in the coffee shop with my community mm -hmm. talking questions. And that's how I treat it. It's like we're in a coffee shop. We're just hanging out and we're just going to talk about, you know, your questions. And those are great. People love them. Wednesday, Mondays and Wednesdays are just whatever I want to put on there. Generally, I like Mondays to be, I try to make them where it's maybe either just me or someone else, uh, that we're, we're kind of going at it about maybe a technique or a tactic. And then Wednesdays using an interview. But again, there's no format that I have to stick to there. It's kind of whatever happens I put in there, but Fridays are always the ask God session, you know? And, and so one of the things I want to point out to the audience listening to, and I think it's very valuable is, is focus more on building value and offering good content and worry less about the formula. And, and I think something you said there was, was, uh, was key. You're like, ah, oh, we always want a formula, right? And, yeah. and that's true. People want a formula. And here's what I'm finding is, you know, I've been interviewed on a few podcasts where, there is a formula to the show or it's very, you know, it's very scripted, scripted and it never, yeah. and here's what I find. I find the content is shallow and, mm. and it never goes deep and we, yep. you know, and so I don't believe the value is really there. And frankly, to ever, to ever, you know, let's say 20 minutes, right. To offer value in 20 minutes Mm. on anything meaningful, I think is, is quite difficult. Right. So, um, I was interested, I was interested to hear your thoughts on that because I follow the same path you do of let's have a really good conversation and dig into the issues and go deep where we see value. Right. Um, yeah. and, and then yeah. I think if you do that, I think you're, you're going to, you're going to keep your listeners. Um, and, and, and yeah. length, length becomes less of an issue. It, it really does. And, you know, I, I just find that people, uh, you know, 
they they just want the value. Yes, okay, here's the thing too. They don't want to sit here and, and hear us talk about like what we had for dinner last night. Like sometimes you might throw that in there just to be kind of funny or you might have a quick little story. Sure. Um, but but people don't want to sit here and listen about the weather in your area for like 15 minutes, right? Like yeah. I get that. I don't want that either. But I do think you have to splash a little bit of your flavor in there, right? I think you need – because you – I don't want everyone – that listens to my show necessarily to, to just listen because, um, I make them listen. I want them to listen cause they like Scott. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, if, if I get those and, and I'm finding that, and it's so funny, you always hear this. You're like, you want to attract your ideal avatar. And I believe that. Right. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just, that's just, I don't know. It maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, <laughs> but I, I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me kind of look back now and look at my listeners. And I've done some live events now um, where either I meet people um, at a meetup or I have my own live events. And it's so crazy because in the room is people that I genuinely want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. It's like really crazy. It's like this guy or this girl is just like me and they have really similar like backstories or they're very similar in their belief system as far as like, you know, business or life or, and it's just like, it's so really cool. But that all comes from me being me yes. and not trying to be someone I'm not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want you to be like, Scott, you know, you're really messing up on how you're saying certain things because you really shouldn't say that and you shouldn't say all those ums and you shouldn't, if I got to think like that, I don't want you at my party because I'm going to feel like I can't talk. <laughs> you know, you see totally. what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. So I think just people have to be real and, um, and obviously you have to, you have to be comfortable in it and it takes a little while. You know, if you go back and listen to my first episode, you'll probably hear that I was a little stiffer than I am now, but, and that's like anything, right? You're practicing, but, uh, I just think being real, there's nothing, there's nothing better than that. And it's great when you get to meet people that you're now have, that you have listeners. They're like, Scott, you're the same person you are that I listen to on the podcast. It's mm -hmm. just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And and I think that's a, that's such an important message because I watch people start podcasts and they want to, they want to appeal to everyone. And, you know, if there's, if there's a rule in marketing that, you know, if you try and be, if you want everybody to like you, you kind of end up with nobody really loving you. And, yep. and so you need to be yourself. Um, and, and, you know, don't be afraid to polarize your listeners and the people that don't like you won't stay. But if the people that really connect, if you can get the, the other half to really connect with you, those are the people that are going to be your rabid loyal fans for, 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 for forever. And, and here's, right. here's the best part. I'd rather be myself and enjoy myself than oh. trying to be somebody I'm not anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny too. Uh, uh, Derek, I, I just yesterday, I literally did a Facebook live video for my community, um, for my Facebook uh, page, my TAS page. And, um, the reason why I did that is, you know, we've, it's, it's been growing really fast, right? So we're, like I said, we're up over 37,000 people. When you get that many people in there, you're going to have people that are either haters or sure. they're going to be people that are going to talk crap. Yep. And you know, the way I look at it is that's my backyard. Like that's my house. Like that's my place where you're hanging out. Right. And you're there because yes, I started something. It doesn't mean you have to like agree with everything I say, but it means that you have to be polite. You have to be respectful. You have to, you know, give value. You don't, can't just be a taker and you can't like tell people they're asking stupid questions. Like it's yeah. just normal, yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I got fed up. I said it and I've got admins that, that helped me with all this stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I got to get in there and just personally tell people like we've heard of Google slaps. We've heard of Amazon slaps. Well, now there's going to be a TAS slap because I'm tired of it and I'm going to let people know that this is what I stand for. This is our mission. And if you guys believe in it, great. If you don't, there's the door. Yeah. And, um, and it was so awesome because it got such great response, but then it's going to repel the people that I don't want. Yeah. Right. 
And it's it, it actually I think it made the group even stronger now because people are just rallying behind it. Um, I mean, literally, it's less than less than less than 15 hours. I think we had over 6,500 views on the video and we've got over 500 comments of people just coming and going like, you know, I'm just a huge fan and I'm, I'm just I want to stay here forever. That's awesome. kind of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So don't be afraid to repel people. Yeah, like, don't be afraid. Yeah. I, I mean, God, you don't want to do business with those people anyway. And you know, here's, here's what I found. Those people, the trolls, the, they're, they're, they're not the ones who are ever actually doing anything anyway. No. So, you know, it's not like you're, you're hurting your, your bottom line, um, nope. in, in any way. And, uh, and, and you, you know, you can't put a price of on not having to deal with assholes to be blunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, you're hundred percent right. You I know. mean, would you want the way that I put it, even, even in my video yesterday, I'm like, if you were at my house and I had guests over and you guys met, would you treat that person like rude like that in my house? Yeah. Would you, would you do that? Like yeah. I asked people, I'm like, ask yourself that. Cause if the answer is you would not, then don't do it here. Yeah. Like yeah. this is my place, right? Like this is my house. Yeah. Uh, and I, I literally put it that way. That's it was, awesome. It was kind of cool. It was, it, it was refreshing. <laughs> that, that is great. That is fantastic. And, yeah. and, and I wish more groups would do that. Um, I really do. Uh, you know, I think if anybody listening that has a Facebook group, I think there was, and I know a lot of people are starting them these days, you know, lay down the law. And, uh, and again, you know, what you said there, Scott is, is you, uh, you woke up, but engaged with, and really resonated with the people you want to do business with. Totally, which is totally. which is amazing. Okay, so let's shift back now to podcasting. Let me let, let's talk a little bit about workflow because look, you do a lot of podcasting. You know, mm-hmm. r- recording episodes. Um, you do pages, show notes. You do, you do all that stuff. Obviously, you're not the guy doing it all. Walk us through the workflow. How do you automate that? How much time are you putting in? Yeah, well, uh, okay, in the beginning, I did do a lot of that work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the process, right? We're going to do that work because in the beginning, we have to. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the deal. Um, in the very beginning, it was very basic show notes. It was like me doing bullet points and very bad bullet points, by the way. But I wanted something up there. But you're right. Um, once it started going, but then again, in the beginning, you're not making any money with the podcast. And, and I've always said in the beginning that I didn't want to um, have advertisers on my podcast if I could all, at all help it. Mm. Um, so right now, currently, I don't have any sponsorships, which I've had some pretty good size offers. Um, I've turned them down. Um, and, I, and we can talk about that after if you want to. Yeah. But, you know, um, I really want to just keep it clean. But, okay, so I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, how do I do this? I'm going to be spending some money. I'm not really making any money yet on this. Um and I had a few ideas on how we were going to be able to, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and invest in these because I think that that's what they're going to want. So to cut down on my time, I hired someone, um, to basically come on and, and what they would do is, um, all they do is I just upload my file up to uh, my audio file. I, I upload it to a Dropbox that we share. And then once it's up there, they go ahead and they, um, they do show notes, they, tr- uh, they transcribe it. And then from there, they put it up on my blog, they tag it, they put it into the Libsyn, you know, plugin that goes back into, uh, or to feed it out to iTunes and all of that stuff. So really my workflow right now is sitting down, hitting record, hitting end, and then, you know, sending it off. Right. Um, and that, that's my work now with that in mind, it's pretty darn expensive to do a show that's between 35 and 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially transcripts. I mean, transcripts alone, 
uh, are costing over 40 bucks an episode. Yeah. So just, just, just for people to understand, like that's just transcripts. That's not show notes. That's not editing. That's not, um, you know, your, your edit guy. Yeah. Um, that's just that. So it can become expensive, but again, you don't need that right off the bat. Um, you know, I didn't do transcripts, I think until episode 120, maybe, yeah. um, I didn't offer transcripts yet. Um, I just offered the bullets or, uh, you know, the bullet points and kind of sure, like sure. quick show notes, some links and stuff like that. So that, that was it. But as you grow, um, you're going to see if the audience wants it and needs it. And, and if they do, then you're going to, you're going to offer it to them. Right. Absolutely. And so with the transcripts do you, and, and this pro, do you just have one person or are you using? No, there's actually, it's, it's kind of cool though. I asked my show notes guy, he, he did want to, um, he did want to have a stab at it, but, um, he was actually more expensive than another guy that I found, um, that that's all that he did. Um, so what I did is I, they kind of work together now. They share the same Dropbox. Um, but my, my show notes guy needs the transcripts done before he can do the blog post, because if not, he's going to have to go back twice. So I actually found two different guys to do those different tasks, but they're kind of working together. It's kind of, it's kind of funny when, when my show notes is done, I see an email that gets kind of, I can see how it's been, been sent and it gets sent over to my show notes guy and says, Hey team, just want to let you know, um, you know, episode 250 is done uh, or something like that. And then they pick it up from there and then they take it and they, they do the rest. So yeah, that's been and awesome. Are, are these guys mostly, where are these guys located? Are they overseas they're, guys? They're in, no, no, these are in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're totally in the States and they're really good guys where I can literally drop them an email in two seconds and they're, they're like right back to me. Right. Um, so, I mean, I could probably get it done cheaper if I went overseas and, and you know, I, I know some people that have, and they have good, good results. This works for me. Yeah. Um, and, um, I've got a really good relationship with each, each of these guys. I might pay a little bit more. Um, but I love having that, um, that face to who I'm dealing with. And I love that they're taking such care with my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was looking through your site and they do a fantastic job with it. Right. So, yeah. Uh, um, a pretty good job. You know, and that's that's great. That's uh, yeah, looks looks awesome. Um, so now let's talk about once an episode launches. Obviously, sure. you have a, a large subscriber base uh, on iTunes. Um, what else are you doing to promote your episodes? Um, well, going back to again in the beginning, I mean, really not a whole heck of a lot. Um, what I really do is it publishes up on iTunes. Obviously it goes live at first it goes live on the blog and then from there it triggers iTunes. So that's kind of how it works for anyone that wants to know. So it's, it's loaded up in Libsyn. It's also in Libsyn's, uh, I believe it's in their search engine, um, that they have there internally. It also gets sent out to Stitcher. Um, but that's all kind of done behind the scenes. Um, but it really, it launches on the blog. Once it launches on the blog, then it publishes and then it, it sends out a signal to to iTunes and lets iTunes know that there's a new episode. Um, so that's, that's what happens there. Um, on the backside of that, I do have, um, someone on my team that goes in and, um, loads everything up in, uh, Edgar, uh, meet Edgar. I don't know if you've used that when it's a social media poster, yep. um, which basically will go into my Facebook group and it'll post the episode. And then that also gets into my, my content flow. So basically you have like little buckets that you can create. And then what it'll do is it'll start to, uh, to put them in on days that you want to publish. Um, so obviously my, my new episodes are always published on my, on my Facebook group. Um, and the only time that I email my list, um, about them is again, something I've kind of trained my list to know what, that it's coming is on Fridays. I send out a recap email. So I send out basically, you know, TAS recap, you know, weekly plus why I drank my coffee with a police officer this morning. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I, I put in like a little, a little, you know, something that happened in my day and then, and, and they're curious. And then I'll also give them, you know, the, the recap and I tell a little story in my email and, 
It's funny too, uh, Derek. I mean, I was just at my live event in Phoenix. We had about 30 Amazon sellers there and e-commerce sellers. And um, one of the guys that's on my team, um, he does some of the infusion stuff and stuff behind the scenes stuff. And he was kind of bragging about me in a sense that I, I write really good email copy and really good emails. And it's crazy because I've never thought of myself as being like a good email copywriter, but it goes back to me just telling my story. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And and literally, like if my English teacher looked at it, they would probably cringe because there's not like indents and there's not like proper spacing. And yeah. I, I make it readable so you can scan it and so you can consume it in chunks, not just a big blob of text. Yeah. And I speak as I kind of talk as I speak, you know, like just like this. Uh, I mean, I cut out the ums and ahs, of course, but you know what I mean? Like it's just it's me kind of sharing a story, maybe something that happened in the morning and, uh, and then I'll get into the recap and, and make people laugh, maybe make people smile a little bit and then tell them to get out there and take action and make something happen. Um, so that's Friday. So Friday is really my day that my email list gets notified if they didn't already know that there was a podcast published, but I don't publish one every, every, every time it, it, it airs. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, so as far as like going out and promoting every episode and different channels, stuff like that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Awesome. Nope. Awesome. I probably should. I probably should <laughs> probably be better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, there has been talk on my team about that. Like, you know, like e- even doing outreach, like, I don't really outreach to be on people's interviews that much, which I probably should. Cause I'm probably, I probably could be a good guest on a lot of shows, but I don't know. It's just not part of our, our thing right now. And yeah. I probably should, and I probably will in 2017, but, um, you know, guys like you and stuff that, you know, either reach out or I meet in person, um, you know, that that's kind of how these things happen, but I don't sure. really go out there and look for them, which I probably should. Uh, so again, Scott, take note of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day though. Right. And you, sometimes, Probably. sometimes you gotta, you gotta pick and choose, pick and choose those battles. And, Dude. uh, you know, I, I just want to go back to, um, go back to that point that you're, you're when discussing emails and, yeah. uh, you know, how, how you write conversational emails and, uh, you know, and so for everybody listening here, um, and it's funny you bring this up because I'm just in the middle of, of creating a whole new training for my membership, updating all of our email marketing stuff. And oh, cool. and, and what I teach people to do, uh, and I've been doing email marketing since the 1990s, is, and, and I've never changed my formula, is keep it conversational, right? Mm. Keep it simple. And, and you know, we, weave a story. Totally. And Everyone. When, and when you do that, it looks personal, it feels personal, and it gets engagement. But I'm watching everybody sway to the, well, now we have HTML, now we have images, now we have all this crazy stuff, right? Yep. And, uh, and, and I, I still can't beat just the standard conversational, looks personal kind of message, exactly what you're doing there, right? Which is, yeah, yeah. Which is key, which is awesome. Um, all right, so the last thing I want to talk about as far as podcasts go is, is monetization. And, and you said yep. something interesting, which was... Um, you don't have sponsors. And, no. uh, and I, I'm sort of in the same vein as you. I've had a few people approach me, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested in, yeah. in throwing ads in the middle of, of my podcast because my belief, honestly, is I'm doing this to build my channel, not to, to drive people to HostGator or, or, right. or, or wherever, right? Like right. That's, right. that's not what this is about for me. What, what, how are you monetizing? What's your philosophy there? And, and how do you use it to grow your business? Yeah. And I, I have to say, this was a very hard thing for me, to be honest with you. Cause I mean, if you guys haven't, you know, been able to tell, you know, you know, as this far in the, as in the interview or whatever, um, you know, I'm, I am a regular guy. I'm an honest guy. I don't, 
you know, I want to sleep at night. Like, so I'm not out there just to make the money. I want to make sure I'm delivering value. And then from there, I want to make sure that, you know, I can, uh, you know, possibly make a little bit of money by, you know, doing something that I really, really love. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, it was a very hard thing for me. Cause I'm like, how do I, and I think it was up till about episode maybe 50 or 60 before I even had a way to monetize. So I think I did 50 or 60 episodes with, without even having any money rolling in, um, which was, you know, fine. But again, at that point in time, you got to ask yourself, like, what is, what is the best way? What is the right way? And how are people going to respond to this? Um, so, uh, the very first thing that I did was, uh, it was, I believe it was an affiliate offer. Um, but the affiliate offer was a tool that I was already using. So I was using this tool. I was having great success with it. And I think I just went out there and started, um, I did a podcast with, uh, with the creator of it and I genuinely wanted to hop on with him. Now he's become a really good friend of mine. Uh, so we're like buddies, but, um, I only wanted to promote people too, that I was using their product or I have had experience with their product and that I knew would be helpful. And I also knew the person behind it. I didn't want to just pr promote an offer. And right now, currently I probably only have a handful of people that I actually stand behind and that I get behind yeah. that I actually get affiliate income from, which I could get a lot more. I've left thousands upon thousands of dollars on the table because I did not trust the person mm -hmm. that they had a product. They just created it to, to kind of swoop in, make some money quick and leave. And, and I don't want that person to say like, Scott, you led me here and now they're gone. Like why? Like they just took all my money. Like I don't want that. Yeah. Um, so I think the first one was an affiliate offer and I, I brought in some money that way and that was kind of cool. And I was like, okay, I know that that went okay. And I didn't get any flack from it. I'm like, okay, that's good. So it built my confidence up a little bit, but then I kept getting people asking me to coach them. And they wanted to coach, you know, they wanted me to hire, you want to hire me for a coach or a mentor. And I'm like, I'm, I, I know more, a little bit more than you maybe, but I don't feel as though I'm that caliber, you know, like, and I think that's a big struggle for a lot of people. They don't think that they, yeah, they are totally. the caliber, but I, I think they are. Um, but I'm like, you know, I guess kept getting people asking me if I would do a course of some kind. And I didn't want to be the guy that was just doing the next course, but I'm like, so what would I have wanted and what do people need and what do they keep asking for? And it really was, um, they, they wanted me to walk them through step-by-step, step. even though I was publishing everything on the podcast, they wanted me to, to kind of put it into a nice, you know, flow of looking over my shoulder. They also wanted community. They wanted, um, accountability. They wanted to get co on coaching calls maybe once a month. So that's what I created. But how I created it was I tested the whole thing by doing a webinar and I let people know that I was going to be announcing something, but I also was going to teach them the five phases for launching a product on Amazon. And, um, I did that and I said, I'm going to do a beta group of just 25 people and the first 25 that get in, I'll uh, go through this. And I don't know if I'm ever going to launch it again, because honestly, if this doesn't work, then I'm just going to just not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I want to give you guys what you want. You know, I want you guys to help me build this, but I want you to, to, to give you something that you want. And, um, Derek, within a minute, we sold all 25 spots. Wow. And it was insane. You know, and I'm like, okay, I think they want it, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, that's been our flagship course. Uh, it's actually a, I don't even call it a course. It's our class. Um, it's uh, called PLC. Um, it's a private label classroom. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's basically, um, the main thing. And I think we did that in April of 15. Um, so yeah, it's been over just over a year. Uh, yeah, a little over a year. I think maybe it was 14. I don't know. It was, yeah. it's been about a year, year and maybe four months. Um, but yeah, we, we rolled that out and that's been our flagship 
um, kind of, uh, you know, I guess product as you would call it, but it's really, to me, it's a community. Um, and, um, and then now I've had, like I said, a handful of affiliate offers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, and, and I don't promote them in the beginning where I'm like, Hey, this is Scott. And today's episode is sponsored by jungle Scott. Like I don't do that. Yeah. It's like, Hey, today I'm having on, you know, Greg Mercer and we're going to talk about how to find a product. And then in that, Obviously, he does have a service, but you don't have to buy a service because we're going to show you how to use it without the service. It's it's kind of similar to what Lead Pages does. Lead Pages yeah. is great at it. They teach you how to how to get email subscribers the hard way, but they have an easier way to do it if you want to use their software. Yes, it's like it's a no brainer. Totally. Like you're not covering anything up. It's just a super super easy, and you're not salesy. Um, so that's really that's my monetization strategy as of right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's working really, really well. I'm happy. They're happy. Um, it's turned into a pretty, uh, pretty sizable company now, which is kind of crazy that, uh, this thing that I wasn't even sure I was going to start has turned into something just incredible. And I never would have done it if I didn't just, you know, face my fears a little bit and say, you know what? I know I've tried this before, but let me just go ahead and do it again. And honestly, in the beginning, I was just doing it to really serve people and to serve myself to educate myself further and knew that I could eventually maybe make a little bit of money at it. Like maybe just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and now it's just turned into this, this crazy behemoth adventure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. And, yeah. and so, so everybody listening here, you know, a couple things that I want to, uh, I, I want to highlight there. First of all, you know what you said, Scott, about not, um, not endorsing everything that comes along and, and being very cautious about what you'll put your name behind. Mm. And, that's such a big lesson that I think um, too many people just promote whatever they think is going to make them the most money. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of great marketers out there um, that can put together incredible offers, uh, but just have crap on the back end. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and when you build a community and an audience, the fastest way to lose trust is by endorsing stuff that is garbage and doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, we all see the big product launches and everybody gets behind these and mails and stuff like that. And, and that's all good and well, as long as it's a solid product. But so many times what you see behind the scenes isn't. That's the fastest, you know, you, your reputation's like your virginity, right? You get to lose it once. That's it. That's right. <laughs> then you're, then that's you're true. Then, then you're done. Um, and uh, oh, what was my other point? Um Dang. But I, I and I'll, I'll just I'll just say you know to what you're saying there is I think it's really important that you need to really be the one looking out for you know for your audience and I think if you do that and you clearly show that people will will see that through your transparency and then they'll be more than happy to go through your link I. I clearly do this and I, I learned this from Pat Flynn. He was so obvious about it. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's in, if someone told me to do this, I would think it would be kind of weird because I wouldn't want to just blatantly say, Hey, by the way, if you do go through my link, I will make money. Like I didn't want to be like that, but I wanted to be upfront. Yeah. So I've always told people like, listen, guys, you can go through my link. I will get a, I will get uh, compensated for that. You'll buy me a cup of coffee. And then you guys know I love coffee, but if you don't, that's cool too. You don't have to. Right. Mm -hmm. But just understand that if you do, you will, you will get this and you'll also get this one little feature. Like yeah. they always give me a little something extra that they can't get if they just went straight through their website. And that's how they're, that's how they're technically, uh, you know, they're getting on the show in a sense where they're giving my audience something more. The only way you can get on my show and, and offer something is number one, if I believe in it and if I've used it or I know people that have used it and they, they love it. And I know the people that's the only way, but the other way is you have to give a discount or you have to give a bonus of some kind that's only offered to my audience. 
which is fantastic. And I always make that very clear. And then this way here, some people would come on and go, Scott, I'll tell you what, I want to get on your show and I'll pay you a thousand dollars to get on your show. I'd be like, sorry, you know, because yeah. I need, I need to love it. I need to believe it. I need to know you and I need something extra for my audience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the easiest way for me to, to really explain, like you really need to protect your audience and you need to show them that you're protecting your audience. I've even came out and told people like, listen, I could have sold you guys so many different things and I've, and I've lost a lot of money because of that. I didn't lose it. I didn't never got it. Right. But I, I didn't do that because I want to make sure that I'm bringing the best to you guys. And I always want to do that. And I know that in the, in the long run, that will always come back to pay, pay you back. And, and, you know, I think that's an important strategy there that you just emphasize as well, that you let people know that that's your philosophy. You, totally. let, you, you have that conversation. And yep. cause I mean, so many times, you know, I'm on people's list. I see all the stuff they promote. I know they're good people, right? I see the stuff they recommend, but what we don't see is the stuff that they're turning away that they won't push to their community. Um, and, and so I think that's uh now you don't have to obviously trash talk the, the products you don't like, no. and, but, but saying, look guys, there's stuff that I'm, I'm not recommending to you that I could, that I could, you know, it's, it's a it's a good trust builder there, and I think that's that's important to communicate to that community that you're building. Yeah, you're being totally upfront with them. And the other cool thing about this too is you're going to get emails from people that say, "Hey, Scott, um, you know, I went ahead and I just went through your link, so that way you can buy yourself that cup of coffee. Just want to let you know. And oh, um, you know, can you um, can you email them to make sure that you're going to get the credit? Like they'll actually say, sure, that. yeah, yeah. You know, like they want to make sure that you got credit because they 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 love the value that you're giving on the podcast, whether they join my class or not. There's other ways for them to buy you that cup of coffee or to buy buy you a dinner, which I have had so many people email me and go, Scott, I just want to buy you dinner, right? Yeah. A steak dinner or whatever, right? And this is a way for them to do that. And again, you're letting them know up front, and then you're also letting them know, like, listen, there's other offers I could have sent your way and mm. I haven't. And yes, I've, you know, kind of, you know, lost money on that deal, but it's okay. Cause I want to make sure that we're all good here, you know, and it, it, it works, you know, and it's, it, to me, it's just that way you can sleep at night too. You know, you're not like, Oh, I just mailed for that one because they made me, you know, I built a, re- a relationship with this one guy and then he came out with this crappy product. Now I feel like I owe it to him yeah. to, to promote it. I don't, I don't want to feel like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, uh, that's, uh, the trap people fall into, right? They do. It's, it's the, it's the dollar signs. And I get it. You know, when you're first starting, you're like, I gotta, I gotta turn this thing into something or else it's not worth it. Yeah. And I think if you can reverse that and say, can I just deliver a ton of value that most people aren't willing to give? I mean, how many times have you went through something and they give you a ton of, uh, like, you know, a fake value where it's like almost all of it. And then all of a sudden in order to get it, you have to sure. pay something. You know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the total opposite. Like I have people that say, Scott, well, what am I going to get different in, in your course than you haven't gotten the podcast? And I tell them right out. Everything that I cover in the in the class is pretty much on the podcast. You just got to go find it all in all the different areas. Yeah. But the other thing that you don't get is you don't get a, a monthly coaching call with me. Uh, you know, with everybody that's on in the class, you don't get access to the the community of people that are in there actively taking action. That they're mm. not just tire kickers. Like you're getting these different things that they don't get. Um, and you know, you also get you know features and stuff and bonuses that come out that normally they wouldn't get. So there's other things other than just the content. There's other things that you can create within in that community. And that's the buy-in, you know, in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So now, uh, first of all, this has been an awesome conversation. I've, I've immensely enjoyed this. And, yeah, this has been awesome. And now, before we wrap up, how do my listeners connect with you? Where, where do they go? Well, this is where I would like send them uh, somewhere with a whole bunch of like 
cool stuff, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say go to theamazingseller.com. That's where I would go. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no, I, I don't have a squeeze page to send it to you right now other than, uh, the only, only one that I would send you to is our workshop. We do a workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, on, on that workshop, it basically walks you through the five phases of launching a product, or we have another one, depending on when you show up at that page. Um, we'll do one on just product selection. Um, and on those, I do exactly, I practice what I preach. I, I do those workshops and I call them workshops, shops, not webinars, because what they are is me teaching for 60 minutes. And then I mention my program and then we go into live Q and a. So it's like, I give you like 85, maybe 90% content. And then I sprinkle in a slight pitch that you can join, you know, my class. That's, uh, that's the best way for me. Uh, and I think anyone else out there rather than just teasing you with, with kind of what's going to be on the inside and then have you pay for it. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that's what I have, but you'll, you'll find that if you go over to the amazing everything's there, all my podcasts, um, resources, I have a great resource page there and all that stuff. So that's pretty much it. I'm a pretty simple guy. Cool. And so for, I mean, for everybody listening, you know, we've been talking about podcasting, obviously. Um, Scott's programs, though, this is this is about Amazon. This is about yeah. creating Amazon businesses, launching products on Amazon. So if you've ever had an inkling to, hey, go down that road or or you're already going down that road, uh, this is the place you need to be. Uh, subscribe to his podcast. You know, I was going through some episodes and I mean, they're just packed with value. Um, and, and one of the things I saw, too, is, I mean, as Amazon's making changes, you're discussing those changes, keeping stuff up to date. I mean, there's so much value. It's like an mm-hmm. Amazon news show, basically, right? Yeah. Well, Derek, let, let me just say too, like, you know, and people, you know, that are kind of new to this space, um, and, and you've also heard our story today and kind of talking through it, but like, you're going to also see, like, if you do listen to the podcast, you're going to start to see how I'm pivoting inside of the show. Like there's, there's pivots going on right this second. And that pivot is Amazon. Like when I started the podcast, it was about starting on Amazon because that's where I was starting and that's what I was leading people through. But as these changes have started to come into the mix, I've had to start to say, you know what, guys, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, let's, let's start on Amazon, but let's start preparing on how we can also build our external channel. Now, how can I teach that? Because I've done it before in other businesses. See, I'm bringing it all back, Derek. So you've got all that knowledge that you've built on online businesses in the past, and I'm able to bring that back in. So now we're starting to, we're starting to talk about how to build your external email list so you can launch your products on Amazon or on other platforms. So I'm starting to pivot with inside of the Amazing Seller Podcast. So just again, guys, you can kind of see it, how it's all kind of evolving, um, whether you subscribe or not, but you'll see that. And um, and just again, I mean, it's it's part of the process. Pivoting is to me is huge. Um, it's just finding that balance on how and when to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I just, I mean, we could go off on an Amazon talk for, for the next three hours, right? Cause, cause I mean, what you said there, Amazon is changing. And honestly, I mean, I come from a, I come from sort of the, the direct marketing kind of background, right? Um, and the info marketing and I've gone into the commerce. I used to do a lot on eBay and stuff like that. Um, but um, my one challenge with it was the initially was a lack of ability to build databases and build out their own channel. And I've been sitting watching for the past few years is the Amazon hype has taken off and everybody runs to Amazon going, this is great. I don't need a website. I don't need, you know, I don't have to yep. do anything. It just sells. And I'm sitting there going, I'm shaking my head going, guys, that's, that's not going to last, right? Mm. Um, if you want to build a sustainable business and an asset that you own, you've got to have a website. You've got to have that email. And so, um, so for anybody selling on, on Amazon, 
you need to be listening to what Scott's teaching here because Amazon is changing like eBay did in the early yep. days. It, it, well, like like Google has. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, look at Google. Look look at the slaps that they've come out with, right? Yep. I mean, people had businesses that they were ranking websites, you know, almost overnight, uh, you know, again, using black hat stuff. Again, marketers ruining it for us, yep. right? And then all of a sudden, Am- or, uh, Google comes out with a slap and you lose your site overnight and you lose all your traffic and all your income. Mm-hmm. Like, so now what do you do? You pivot, right? And so it's no different than that. I will say this though, and not to scare people away from Amazon, because I'm still a big, a big believer that there's a ton of opportunity there, but, and a big but here, you also want to understand external, uh, external platforms, external channels. So this way here, you can then piggyback off of both of them. I think that once you have a really good product, you can sell it on all those platforms. But Amazon is one of the easiest ones. And I say that lightly because I don't want to ever sound like something's easy. It's going to take work. But it's the easiest one if you're brand spanking new to get a product up and running and then start building the external stuff. So that's what I would say there. It's still a great opportunity. It's just there are always going to be changes that you have to adapt to. And it's been happening, like you said, for years. You just have to be willing to adapt and uh, and, and try to prepare for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I, I, you know, what I think I'm going to do Scott is I'm going to hit you up in, in early in the new year. And, uh, and we, we need to do a show on these changes Definitely, and, and yeah. d- dig into it because I think too many people are, are still coasting on the assumption that, you know, Amazon's the answer and, yeah. uh, yeah. and it's going to be there forever and it's just not. So no. not, not no, in its current state. Right. So, um, so, all right. So Scott, Thank you so much, man. That was awesome. Um, just so many, so so much value value is just passed uh, to our listeners. Uh, thank you for unconditionally sharing all of it with us. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Derek. And uh, like I said, uh, definitely would love to come back on sometime. We can dig into another topic and uh, just love sharing this stuff. And it's really fun talking. So yeah, anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. All right, everyone, that was uh, Amazon and podcasting expert Scott Volker. And as always, any of the links we talked about in the interview uh, will be in the show notes along with the entire transcript. And you'll find all of that at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. And while you're over there, leave me a rating, leave me a review. Uh, Same goes on SoundCloud if you use Android. And... uh, Guys, now it's time to take the uh, podcasting strategies that Scott shared with us today. And I mean, not just podcasting. We, we covered a lot. Uh, take, this, take those strategies and apply the ingredient that's actually going to make them make a difference in your life and your business. And that ingredient is action. Without it, there was no point even listening to this podcast today. So go forth, take action. Even just pick one thing, apply what you've learned, and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.